Hey everybody, welcome to the Hope Young Adults podcast where we help young adults grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm David Hurst and this episode is about God's gift of discipline. Now I know on the surface, the idea of discipline may not seem like a fun topic, but Aaron Nelson teaches us how to flip our perspective on discipline. He talks about how God wants us to say no to the wrong things so that we can position ourselves to experience the great things God has in store. This episode comes from our weekly devotional series called The Feed. Hey Hope Young Adults, my name is Aaron Nelson. Uh, I work over at the Apex Campus. I'm one of the middle school guys over there. And I'm super, super glad to be hanging out with y'all and to be a part of the feed. Uh, I think this is really cool. It's a little unconventional and probably not the way that a lot of us imagine church being, but uh, this is great. It's a way for us to reach our friends. It's a way for us to get this word out. Um, and so I highly encourage you, if you're watching this, hit share, invite your friends to like Hope Young Adults on Facebook, on Instagram, because this ministry is, is putting out some pretty, um, some pretty great content. And I think that this is a really unique opportunity that we have to share some of that uh, with the people who need to hear about Jesus. Uh, so over the past few weeks, we have been in a series talking all about the provisions of God. And I think another way of putting that is talking about the gifts of God, right? Uh, and these things, these things that he blesses us with, these gifts that we're given, uh, they're really cool. But the one that we're going to talk about today is discipline. You feel that? That's kind of the, <laughs> the, 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 sh the shrugging and the tightening up. And you're kind of like, oh, crap, I don't want to talk about discipline, which kind of shows me that we have a broken view of discipline as a gift. Like people don't respond that way. Nobody's like, oh, you got me a Chipotle gift card? No, we, we get excited about gifts. Uh, but discipline is something that when we hear it, uh, it actually makes us a little bit uncomfortable. But hopefully by the end of this conversation, by the end of us talking today, you'll start to realize uh, that discipline actually is a gift from God. Um, and maybe it looks a little bit different from what you're used to. So let me go ahead and pray for us, and then we will hop into this. Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the time that I get to spend with this community. And Lord, I pray that today, uh, the things that are said, um, your truths, God, I pray that they would um, just break into each and every one of our hearts, Lord. Uh, help us all to grow in these areas um, in our relationship with you. Um, Lord, please uh, guide my words, um, and I pray that you would be uh, the loudest voice that anybody hears, that you would be whispering in the ear of each and every person who hears this message today, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, so when I was a kid, I peer pressure didn't work on me. Like, people tried really, really hard, and they're like, hey, why don't you do this, or why don't you go over here? And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, why not? And I was like, because because I don't want to, right? And I think that for a kid, um, if you're like a kid and everybody's telling you, hey, just say no to drugs, that's a great quality to have. Uh, but the, the idea of, oh, I'm not going to do something because I don't want to do it becomes pretty problematic when you become a Christian. Um, because at the center of our faith and at the center of our profession of our belief in Jesus Christ uh, comes a point where you have to say, I'm going to do something even though I don't want to do it. Uh, there's so many things that God calls us to do that if we're honest, goes against our nature and it goes against uh, kind of our natural tendencies, right? And you see this a lot when Jesus talks. Uh, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, it's like the largest like message that we have uh, from Jesus. Uh, he tells you to do things like love your enemy. Um, he tells you to uh, turn the other cheek, to fast, right? Like these are things that we hear and we're like, I don't really want to do that, but I think there's a reason why he calls us in this and it's because he wants us to grow. Uh, and one of the ways that God helps us grow is through spiritual disciplines. And so um, 
There's a guy, his name is Donald S. Whitney, and he put out a book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. It's a super, super great resource. Talks about all these different practices that we have, but uh, he, um, def he defines spiritual disciplines like this. He says that the spiritual disciplines are those practices found in scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are habits of devotion and experiential Christianity that have been practiced by the people of God since biblical times. Uh, like I said, this is a book, um, I've read most of it. <laughs> uh, I was a part of a small group that we actually walked through this book together. And as good as it was, I noticed that it didn't really change my life. And I think it's because of what he says in here, that these disciplines that he talks about, it's not just something that we read or just something that we know, but it's experiential, that the only way that you get something out of doing these things uh, is by actually doing them and leaning into the relationship that you have with God. And so when we talk about spiritual disciplines, maybe you think of things like Bible reading or prayer, uh, musical worship, church attendance, being a part of a small group. Uh, and we look at that list um, and we say, yeah, I, I kind of want to do those things, but there are so many other things to be done, right? Uh, for example, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. The Atlanta Falcons aren't going to get to the Super Bowl again by themselves, so I have to painstakingly play Madden for hours and hours so that they can eventually uh, complete this dream that I want for them, right? That's a silly example, but maybe for you it's, well, I have to work through this mountain of work that I have on my desk in order to get the promotion that I deserve. Or uh, maybe you say something like, if I don't spend hours swiping left and right on dating apps, then I'm never gonna find the person that God has for me. Maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe it's like, oh, well, if I don't spend this time at the gym, I'm not gonna achieve the fitness goals that I want. Or if I don't watch the episode of WandaVision the moment it comes out, I'm gonna scroll through Instagram and find spoilers, right? Whatever your thing is we live in a world full of distractions where we will always find things that get in the way of us practicing spiritual disciplines. But what I want to try to talk to you about today is that I want you to realize the importance and the depth of these things because this is the way that we connect with God. And I think until you realize that your relationship with God is the most, the single most important aspect of your life, what will end up happening is, is you'll give all of your time and all of your energy to things that don't matter as much and you'll find that relationship with God beginning to atrophy until it's, it's actually extremely weak. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you feel disconnected from God. Maybe you feel like I've been trying these certain things and, and maybe you say, I, you know, I, I find myself divided but I'm just really, really busy. I, I just encourage you to lean in to what we're gonna talk about here um, today. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus tells us that if you want to be his follower, uh, you must deny yourself. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The, the line that stands out to me in this is where Jesus says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. I exert a ridiculous amount of time and energy trying to save my own life trying to do things that I think will keep me financially secure, to make sure that I don't go hungry, to do all these different things. I go out of my way to try to save my own life instead of leaning in to what God wants for me. He says, hey, the way that you actually do that, the way that you safeguard your soul is by denying yourself and pursuing, uh, pursuing him instead. 
And one of the ways that we do that is by practicing those disciplines that I mentioned earlier. So what's the point in all this, right? You say uh, that if, if I can't afford to not practice the disciplines, uh, what, what, what am I supposed to do? How does that actually look? We see the commitment to following Jesus. It's not a casual decision. It's a commitment to pursue him and all the things that he wants for you. So I think a lot of times what we say is, oh yeah, I'm down for following Jesus. I'm down for receiving the benefits of Jesus. I'm down for, for doing what he says do or go where he says go, but we don't realize the amount of sacrifice that's involved in that. Um, Craig Rochelle, he has a great quote about discipline. He says that discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. So I challenge you, ask yourself and ask God, God, what should I be pursuing most? I'm going to give you a bit of a spoiler alert here. If your answer is anything other than God, he's probably going to ask you to rearrange your priorities. He's probably going to ask you to stop chasing things and stop uh, wasting your energy on certain things uh, that just don't deserve it. In 1 Timothy 4, 7-8, through 8, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, uh, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. So basically what he's saying is, is like basically the theology of the world, right? He's like, don't lean into that stuff. He says, rather train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So maybe you're saying, okay, Aaron, I get that I'm supposed to read my Bible. I get that I'm supposed to pray. I get that I'm supposed to go to church. I get that I'm supposed to be a part of a small group, but I've done those things before and haven't really gotten anything out of them. You see, I, I fall asleep when I try to read my Bible. Uh, I get distracted when I try to pray. I wanna go to church, but sometimes I wake up and it's cold and rainy and gross outside. And then even when I press through or persevere through that, I end up at church and don't really track everything they're saying the entire time. Uh, I joined a small group, but some of those people were really weird and the ones who weren't weird. I'm just in a different stage of life than them. So I'm, I'm doing these things, but I'm really not getting anything out of it. Well, first, let me tell you, I get it. Like I have been there. I have experienced all of those things before. I've made all of those excuses before. Uh, but second, let me challenge you and ask you, do you do those things merely for the sake of saying that you did them? Or are you doing them actually and actively pursuing after God? Uh, because I believe that when we make an attempt to draw close to God, he actually will draw close to us. And, and I believe that because it's, it's in Scripture. James chapter 4, 8 tells us that. So we have to realize that these disciplines are not the end. And I think that's a mistake that we always make. We're like, oh, I'm going to read my Bible, and then I read my Bible, I'm done, I'm a good Christian. No, you see, this is, these are means to connecting with God. I'm going to say that again. The disciplines are not the end. They're means by which we connect with God. Now, some of us, we connect with God uh, through the disciplines, but we don't see our lives being changed by them. And why is that? Well, I love the training analogy that Paul used in that verse from 1 Timothy that we looked at. And there's, there's a phrase that you've probably heard before um, if you've ever been to the gym, and it's no pain, no gain. And this is kind of the, the other side of the same coin of discipline. So on one side of this coin, you have uh, the practices, right? Uh, the things that we do to connect with God. But on the other side, you actually have the correction of God. And I kind of call that the connection and the correction, right? You connect with God, but when you do that, you actually find some sort of correction and change going in your life. And this is the type of discipline that we really don't get excited about. And it's understandable, right? Because in our culture, uh, I think that that form of uh, discipline has such a negative connotation. Like you think about it, right? When you were in school and you got in trouble, where'd they send you? 
to the disciplinarian's office, right? And then they called your mom, so when you got home, she would discipline you some more. And then when your butt was all red from getting spanked, she would ground you for two weeks, and you got more discipline, and all we think about it of is, is, uh, is as punishment. But it's not about punishment, it's about correction. It's, not, it's, it's gonna be painful, and it's gonna be hard. Um, it won't always be easy, but it's absolutely worth it. And I think it's what we need uh, from God in order to help us to grow. Uh, that's why they call disciplines. They're not easy. They're gonna take some effort. They're gonna take some work. They're gonna take you leaning in a bit to say, I'm gonna commit to this even when I don't feel it. Uh, and I think that this particular type of discipline, the correction of God, is insanely necessary. Uh, and I think that when you, when you go through those things, uh, they actually show you that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. I think there's two reasons for that. One, uh, I think that receiving correction from God is a sign that he loves you. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 tells us that God disciplines those that he loves. Uh, he doesn't do it because he wants to hurt you. He doesn't, uh, I'm sorry, he does it because he knows that his tough love is what we need, and it's the means by which we are transformed into more humble, joyful, peacemaking, and loving people that he's designed us to be. The second reason, uh, I think when we pursue the disciplines uh, the correct way, the way that we're supposed to, we look forward to what's on the other side. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be time consuming. Yeah, you're going to receive the correction of God that's going to be painful at times. But the way that you make it through that is by realizing the goal that's on the other side. Uh, we looked to it earlier, but um, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, if you keep reading down from the verse that we looked at earlier, verse 10 says, This is why we labor and strive, because we have our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. This is why we pursue these practices, because we know that on the other side of them is godliness. If we want to be transformed into the image of God, if we want to be transformed um, uh, to have our hearts um, mimic the heart of God, what we have to do is learn and pursue the ways of God. Uh, the power in sp spiritual discipline and the correction we receive from God is not in vain. He's the prize that we're pursuing. And so if you're diligent, if you're patient, if you're willing to chase after those things, um, you'll find yourself connected with God. I, I firmly believe that. Um, I don't know what this looks like in your life, but I know what it looks like in mine. And as a 26-year-old male living in America in 2021, I know that we're always being confronted with distractions all day long. Uh, they try to steal our devotion away from God. And the reason why I wanted to do this message now, I actually wanted to do it a few weeks ago, but I got COVID, so we had to reschedule. But the reason why I wanted to do it around this time of the year is that 44 days ago, um, six weeks, we celebrated New Year's Day. And around that time, you probably made some commitments. You probably said, yeah, God, I'm going to start my Bible in a year for the eighth year in the row, but this time I'm actually going to do it. Or maybe you said, I'm going to pray more consistently, or I'm going to find that small group and get into it, or I'm not going to miss a week of church or anything like that. And now that we're six weeks removed from that decision or that commitment that you made, you, you're at that point where you're like, yep, that was a wash. We'll try again next year. We'll move on later on. But the disciplines... They take, they take work, and I think that the growth in, in practicing them is okay. There are going to be growing pains. There's going to be days when you wake up and you say, hey, I don't feel like it. Don't settle in that place. Challenge yourself to grow in those things. Maybe this is a tough area for you. 
Maybe you've tried the Bible in a year. Maybe you've, you've tried making these new commitments. You said, I'm gonna stick to these things. But I, I just wanna tell you, if you tried and you failed, just try again. Listen, you don't get extra brownie points for finishing your Bible in 90 days or a year. You don't get a gold star or a punch card every time that you show up at church. But you do grow a little bit closer to God whenever you say yes to those things. And so don't think, oh, it's a wash because I missed once or one or two times. I heard somebody put it like this one time. They said, just because you miss a meal doesn't mean you're going to stop eating. And I think this is the same way. You just pick up where you left off. For you, if this isn't a tough area, maybe you're killing it, maybe you're reading, you're praying, you're worshiping, you, you lead a small group, you're crushing the spiritual disciplines game. Um, but, but what else you're doing, you're still growing. And you still have room to grow. So challenge yourself and ask God, hey, what do you want to do next? Where is the refining process of my life? What is the next thing that you want to do? What is an area of my life where, where I still need some correction? Ask God for that and lean into those things. Uh, I challenge you, wherever you are in this, to pray Psalm 139, 23 through 24 over yourself. Uh, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Allow God to kind of prove those things, prune those things out of your life uh, so that you can grow in relationship with him. Um, the last thing that I'm gonna say before I get ready to get out of here, it's a bit of a shameless plug, but hey, let's do it. Um, I love this community. And uh, I love uh, the, the, the church, right? The Big C Church, the entire community of believers. And um, I think that all of us can grow in these spiritual disciplines, not for the sake to say, oh man, we're really consistent, um, but to say that we're actually growing as a result of them. And so uh, me and a couple of friends of mine are going to be launching a podcast soon. It's called the True Discipleship Podcast. And it's all about this idea of helping you explore practical ways uh, to pursue Jesus. Um, so we'll be talking about some of these disciplines, um, but also a little bit more in a vague sense of what does it mean to be a disciple, simply put, uh, and we would love for you to be a part of that. And so what we're doing is we are in the process of getting ready to start recording those and releasing those, uh, and we kind of wanted to give you first access. So uh, if you find us on Instagram or Facebook, it's uh, True Discipleship Podcast. It's, that's the handle for both Instagram and Facebook. You can go there and uh, just give it a like, give it a follow. Uh, and what we're gonna do is for each and every person that, uh, that likes and follows those pages, uh, you'll have access to our first episode before we release it to the public. We'll send it to you because we want to make sure this is something that's practical, right? We don't just want to put content out there if it's not really going to help anybody. Uh, so you'll kind of be the guinea pigs. You'll get a copy of this episode uh, and tell us what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, what do you need from it to help you uh, pursue God more practically. Um, and you can really be a part of that taking off. The other thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna pick three people that do like those pages and we're gonna send them a copy of this book. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a great read, but when it's actually put into practice and you live it out experientially, um, you actually see God begin to do some amazing things in your life. And so we hope that that's a resource that'll help you out. Um, that's all I got for you guys. And I, I hope that's helpful and I hope that gives you some direction and kind of helps you understand why uh, we do these things. It's not just because we are gluttons for punishment or you know don't have anything better to do on a Sunday morning. Uh, we pursue these things because we're actively pursuing God. Let's pray and we'll get out of here. God, thank you so much for um, your gift of discipline. Lord, whether it's the, the things that we practice or uh, the ways that you correct us, God, um, help us to realize how those things um, draw us closer to you and draw us closer to the people that you've designed us to be. Uh, Lord, it's hard, but I pray that your spirit would give us the strength to endure. Um, and God, I pray that you would give us the, the, um, just the passion for your heart 
to forsake ourselves, to deny ourselves, and be your disciples, God. We want to walk in your truth each and every day. We give you permission to teach us how to do that. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, head over to gethope.net slash young adult. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so we can stay connected.